A quick check to ensure professionalism on the flight deck and across our industry. Have you done your pre-flight? From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan. I'm Rob Finfrock with your trusted source for the latest business aviation news and information. NBAA's pre-flight campaign aims to promote professionalism across business aviation. The nine letters in the word pre-flight each represent vital attitudes and behaviors, and not just when you're on the job. Those are preparation, respectful, ethical, follows policies and procedures, leadership, integrity, genuine, humble, and transparent. Again, these are tenants we can all embrace, whether we're pilots, flight attendants, maintenance professionals, schedulers and dispatchers, or anyone else in business aviation. NBAA's pre-flight flyer can help us engage with our peers in a very important conversation. If you're sitting having a Coke or having lunch with some fellow pilots, raise the question, what's it mean to be a professional in what we're doing? And see what they say. That was David Keyes, chief pilot at Peace River Citrus Products, president of the Central Florida Business Aviation Association, and vice chair of the NBAA Domestic Operations Committee, which launched the pre-flight flyer in 2021. Also joining me today is NBAA DOC chair Eric Knupp, head of flight operations at Live Oak Bank. And Eric, as we look toward the second anniversary of the launch of pre-flight, how has the program grown? As you alluded to, we officially rolled it out at base in October 2021 in Vegas. Uh, We had a symposium and uh, a lot of good feedback from that. And then following from that, we developed the pre-flight flyer and also a PowerPoint presentation that we used actually here at my local airport. And we did a presentation on professionalism using the pre-flight acronym. And again, got really good feedback and decided that this was something that we should try and disseminate to uh, other regional groups. So uh, Dave was instrumental in getting that out to the MBAA regional leaders. And then we've also, in the meantime, kind of revamped the professionalism page within MBAA's website. That was actually developed a few years ago by the safety committee, and they were gracious enough to let us freshen it up a bit and include the uh, pre-flight flyer. Basically a one-page PDF that has the pre-flight acronym and can be distributed Um, It's also embedded in the PowerPoint presentation that I mentioned. And, of course, it's on the uh, professionalism page, mbaa.org slash professionalism. So you can refer to the flyer on your smartphone or EFB or even print it out for those of us who still cling to our paper manuals and charts. David, how should we apply the aspects of pre-flight to our roles in business aviation? I equate this to pre-flight in your airplane. I mean, the, the, the acronym works most of it. When you walk up to your airplane and, and uh, what's the first thing you do, you don't start looking at the details. You look at the overall airplane, any leaks, any dents, any things, anything out of shape. And it's kind of like an approach we should take to being a professional pilot. In bold red letters on the flyer we printed, it says professionalism is more than just a paycheck. And we feel that, that when we look at current incidents and accidents throughout our industry over the last five, six years, a lot of unprofessional behavior has gone on, just poor decision-making and, and people not taking their job as a professional. When, like you said, whether you're a pilot, a mechanic, a dispatcher, a scheduler, or any other industry. So they they all kind of feed on each other where you, you, you just 
start in the pre-flight and the acronym and, and be prepared. Uh, do your homework, get ready for your flight, whatever your job is. And it works down to the, the last is transparent. If something is not right or you've made a mistake, be transparent about it because that's how we, number one, learn. But number two, how people can help solve the issue. We'll have more of this discussion in just a moment after a quick message from NBAA. NBAA Flight Plan listeners, are you getting recognized for your leadership? NBAA now offers certificates and other credentials in safety, sustainability, and more. Visit nbaa.org to apply today. We're back now with Eric Knupp and David Keyes and our discussion about NBAA's pre-flight flyer to promote professionalism across our industry. David, you mentioned before the break that the creation of pre-flight was driven in part by a spate of safety incidents across aviation. It strikes me that's particularly important as we all continue adjusting back to our normal lives and normal operations in the aftermath of the pandemic. And that's really what brought us to this point because we were seeing more and more unprofessional behavior in our industry. And the aspects of this uh, acronym really kind of touch on those that we're seeing where the lack of uh, integrity or being humble, being being open for criticism, being open for learning, being open to new things and, and learning. It, it amazes me when I talk to pilots who collect a paycheck, fly a high-performance airplane, but they've stopped learning. They don't stay abreast of the latest FARs or safety issues. We're, we're having a huge discussion right now on the applicability of the SMS is because of the latest regulation for 135 operators. Well, I had a conversation with an NTSB man the other day, and he was calling a bunch of small 135 operators. And he said, I called a lot. And he goes, I was shocked that they didn't even know what an SMS was. Like, they're like, what are you talking about? And so that shows up in my mind, and I think if, 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 if you're talking to professional pilots, a total lack of unprofessionalism. They're not prepared. They're not respecting. They're not ethical about staying abreast of what the industry is doing. So we're trying to raise that awareness. Our issue is reaching those that aren't or choosing not to plug into what MBAA or other organizations have. Eric, what are some symptoms of lack of professionalism? How can pre-flight help to address and mitigate those? This conversation, just having this conversation may come off as Dave and I being haughty and being a little bit full of ourselves. And we're professionals and, you know, those people out here are not. Um, and that I want to make very clear that that's not the case at all. The H in pre-flight stands for humble. Um, we're humble enough to realize that we're not perfect. And so uh, it's just a matter of really being engaged. I also see, you know, like Dave mentioned, uh, being plugged in and being prepared is a choice. I think there's a lot of operators out there that simply are not aware of what they're missing out on, and they're not choosing to be engaged with an organization like NBAA or any other kind of representation that we have out there. And so they're not aware of kind of industry best practices. Um, They may not be keeping abreast of changes in regulations. Uh, They show up at the airport and they kick the tires and light the fires, as they say, and go flying. And there's just not a lot else uh, beyond that. So um, I think the, the biggest one for me is the very first letter, and that's being prepared. A lot of that, a lot of the rest of it stems from that, is making that choice to be prepared and plug in and, and find out what's going on. And I think, you know, there's a lot of 
operators out there that may have come up through business aviation and depending on how they were mentored in their early years, that kind of reflects the way they operate now. Uh, Dave and I both have an airline background. I can't speak for Dave, but I know in our operation, I brought a lot of that over the way the airlines operate. We brought that over into our own operation. And so there's a, by nature, there's just a lot of engagement. But I also know plenty of operators here on our home airport that simply never had that experience and never had that exposure. And like I said, they may have had a mentor that never kind of enforced that kind of viewpoint on them. So they just sort of, again, show up at the airport and go fly. So I think preparation for me is probably the biggest one that I would point to. And these are particularly important when we think of smaller flight operations or even perhaps single pilot operations that may not have the resources available from larger flight departments. I think if you look at the accident history over, say, the past decade, there are certainly some larger operators that have suffered some losses. But by and large, a lot of the incidents and accidents we're seeing are small operators. You know, I can't necessarily point to why that is, if it's a resource issue um, or if it's just a lack of exposure. But, uh, yeah, I think Dave would agree with me on the fact that too often we see smaller flight departments committing the same kind of errors and it all goes back to a lack of professionalism. So, yes, to your question, I think the answer is definitely small, small, well, operators of any size, but small operators in particular can benefit from uh, kind of engaging and being more prepared and professional. And one thing to remember, Rob, is that small operators, it, it may not be a conscious effort to be unprofessional. They just may be so overwhelmed with the, an operation because as quickly as our industry is moving right now with hiring and changes, I always use this analogy. Uh, I get a call and the, the young man says, uh, I got hired as the co-pilot six months ago. I'm now the chief pilot and I have no idea of what's going on here. And he's like trying to take a sip of water out of a fire hydrant. So it's, it's a matter of saying, okay, we've got tools to support you, but take a step back and be professional about how you're going to approach all of these issues you have to face. And, and that's really the, the message we're trying to, to get out to the industry. Dave, that's a really good point. It's human nature to look for shortcuts to completing the mission when we're under stress or pressure. So having pre-flight there serves as kind of a backstop to help us re-examine our mindset in those moments to make sure we don't go down the wrong path. Exactly. And part of that is, is once again, yes, go through, be humble enough to ask for help. Uh, reach out to our to the association. We have experts that are willing to mentor and, and we have resources to help. And, th and that's, a, that's a mark of being a professional. It's not a mark of your weakness. And, th and that's a really important message. Those of us have been around a while. We flew with old crusty captains that flew the pistons and uh, they were God on the cockpit and transition through CRM to where it's a cooperative resource where we're all as a team that attitude of still I'm the pilot and so I know everything permeates our industry. And, and we're, we're, we're trying to break that down still to say, no, a professional is the person that's willing to say, I don't know everything. I need assistance. You know, I was listening recently to ATC communications from an incident at a large international airport in the Northeast in which a business jet crew took off without clearance. It sounded like they may have mistaken the instruction to line up and wait on the runway for takeoff clearance as their clearance to depart, which put them in conflict with landing traffic to an intersecting runway. 
Now, Eric, I think a situation like that really hits on the tenets of pre-flight, especially it's the kind of potential error to which really none of us are immune, especially in a busy or stressful environment. Yeah, I've also often said when we have this conversation and people will may point to an incident or accident that happened and they say, oh gosh, those guys were behaving unprofessionally. And I would like to remind people, you know, there, but by the grace of God, go I, because it could happen to any one of us. I think the whole point of being prepared and being professional is acknowledging the fact that there are uh, any number of things that can go wrong on any given flight. And so the more we are engaged and the more we are preparing, the more we can mitigate those risks. We may not ever eliminate them entirely, but certainly we want to mitigate them to a, to a level that's as low as reasonably practical. And I, I want to touch on something Dave said too about small operators being overwhelmed. I've always equated the amount of aviation knowledge out there as an Olympic-sized swimming pool. And so when you get your private license, uh, you might have a cup full of knowledge out of that entire swimming pool. And as you progress in your career and you're, you're, you move up the line in terms of the aircraft you're flying and in terms of moving from the right seat to the left seat, your knowledge might get bigger and bigger. And at some point you have a 50 gallon drum. I've been managing a corporate flight department now for almost 11 years. And I would say out of that Olympic sized swimming pool, I still know only about maybe two drums worth. So there's so much out there and it changes too. That's the other piece of this is, you know, you might have new operators uh, or somebody who's been recently promoted and there's so much information to absorb and it's not even the same as it was a year or two ago. So uh, as Dave alluded to, Give yourself permission to ask the questions. Find yourself a mentor or somebody who's been doing it for a while. And it's okay to say, I don't know everything. Can you help me here? I have a question about this. And on that note, too, NBAA has a mentoring program. So if you need a mentor, that's a good place to find it. And frankly, if you've been around the block a few times like Dave and I have, consider becoming a mentor in that program, too. I think that really pays off in terms of bringing up the next generation. Indeed, and that also highlights, I think, that pre-flight isn't an initiative to be taken just on its own. It really complements NBAA's other professionalism and safety programs, and even goes to workforce initiatives like mentorship, as you mentioned. So we can see how pre-flight's scope has already evolved. Where do you and David see this program going in the future? You know, the one thing that Dave already kind of mentioned is that we have so many operators out there that I say are kind of lost in the woods. Quite often we find ourselves preaching to the choir, but we really need to be finding those operators that are that are out there in the woods that are lost and they're not plugged in. And finding those folks is easier said than done. So our great hope is that folks will take the pre-flight flyer, the acronym, the PowerPoint presentation, the the web page, and say, you know, I know somebody at my home airfield who would really benefit from from this conversation and would benefit from the resources that MBAA has put together. And maybe somebody takes that pre-flight presentation and has an aviation day of their own and uses that presentation as a stepping stone to having that conversation. I think the more that we can find ways to reach out to those folks that are lost in the woods and really need a little bit of guidance, the better off we are as an industry. I mean, the whole thing that started this conversation two or three years ago was our rapidly increasing insurance premiums. And when we started talking to the folks in the insurance industry, they said, well, you know, the underwriters are suffering such great losses. A lot of them have just left the industry or left this sector of the industry. 
And so, of course, there's going to be a tightening of the market. And so then we started asking the question, well, why is it we're having so many losses? And if you start looking at the accidents that we've seen over the past five to 10 years, there's a lot of repeat themes. And, it, and as Dave said in, earlier in the call, um, it's just a, a, a lack of professionalism in so many instances. And so that's kind of what kicked this all off. So the more we can have the conversation at a very local level, um, I think the better off we'll all be in the long run. I'll give you a statistic that we're wrestling with right now is our industry, the, the business aviation industry, is experience a runway excursion once every week on the average. I think this last since the first of the year, it's, it's averaged once every two weeks. And when you dig down and look at why, is it is it unpreparedness? Is it lack of knowledge? Is it I'm going to land? So it all feeds into what Eric said, the, the insurance, the safety, the mission accomplished, the doing your job, not just collecting a paycheck. Uh, I think one of the most important aspects out of the pre-flight is leader. You need to step up wherever you are, whether you're a SIC or a PA. Be a leader. Lead by example. If you're flying with somebody who's not acting professionally, you need to act professional. You need to slow down. You need to do the things that you know are correct, that you know are what you're supposed to do. And by that example, the other person is going to be attracted to it, or at least it'll spur a conversation to say, no, we, we need to be doing this. What are some ways we can help spur those conversations? We identified early on that one of the tools to getting this campaign into where it needs to go is through the regional groups. So we have we have engaged them. We're going to continue those conversations to encourage them to present this because they're the ones in the local airports. They're the ones that are that are connecting with operators that maybe don't belong to NBA, that aren't coming to base, aren't coming to safety stand down. But they're in the hangar and they could say, hey, let's all gather tomorrow and we're going to go through this and, and, and see if we can't spark some conversations. So our plan is to continue talking to the regional groups and pushing this out to have them use it as a resource for connecting with people. The toughest part of this is going to be having that conversation. You might know somebody locally who would benefit from having the professionalism conversation because maybe they've exhibited habitual non-professionalism. And having that conversation may seem a little bit uncomfortable to you, or you may come off feeling like you're a little bit holier than thou, and that's certainly not the intent. So as Dave mentioned, we have these tools, we have these resources. If you visit the professionalism page on MBAA's website, there are lots of resources there, and you can use that to have the conversation. And maybe it's best had uh, as a group so that you're not singling any one particular operator out. Of course, luring them into the conversation is also a challenge as well. So I find that pilots generally respond to free food. <laughs> so if you can uh, have an aviation day where there's some um, free goodies and entice them out to have that conversation, that's the best way to do it. Certainly we want to drive as many people to that uh, webpage as we possibly can to get the word out. And as Eric mentioned at the start of this podcast, you can help get the word out about pre-flight and NBAA's other professionalism initiatives by visiting nbaa.org forward slash professionalism. 
One last note, NBAA is also now accepting nominations for the 2023 Dr. Tony Kern Professionalism in Aviation Award, which recognizes individual aviation professionals who have demonstrated their outstanding professionalism and leadership in support of aviation safety in business aviation. Nominations for this peer-driven award are due no later than Thursday, June 15th of this year. You can find more information at that same link, nbaa.org forward slash professionalism. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan episodes at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including by asking your virtual assistant or connected device. Of course, you can also download Flight Plan directly from nbaa.org. I'm Rob Finfrock. Thanks for listening, and be sure to join us next time for a new episode of Flight Plan. Uh, right, base, sending out 3500. Uh, we got him inside. We're slowing back to 170.